This is The Morning Show with Radio Maria and I'm Helena and today I have the privilege of having, I've got to get her correct title correctly because oh, it was it was very exciting when I got it from uh, Stella Mar- So this is Regional Port Chaplain from Pr- uh, from Plymouth and Tignorth. <laughs> I've probably spelled, I've said that wrong as well, but I've got Anne Donnelly with me. Hello, Anne. Hello. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And how do you, it's Plymouth and what's the second? Yeah. yeah, sorry, it's Tinmouth. Tinmouth. Yes, Tinmouth. yeah, that's how it's pronounced. I blame my ignorance on being American. No, <laughs> no, people Tinmouth. do get it wrong. Yeah, it's all the vowels, the, not all the vowels, all the yeah. vowels. And, but anyway, it's beautiful. Yeah. How is everything going in Plymouth and Tinmouth? It's going well, actually. We've been busy. We've had lots of um, vessels coming in and we've also been busy um, looking after some migrant fishermen. So we have been busy. Oh, wonderful. Is it, is, is it more? Uh, we, our chaplain, Julian Wong, uh, joins us every week and he his in Felixstowe are kind of trapped and there's it, not going in and out, in and out. It's kind of stuck. Is it more active? Like, are they able to go in and out? Yes, yeah, we're quite lucky. It's, it's they're not very big ports, but they are busy ports. But we get the um, ships that come into our ports are called coasters, and they're mainly um, transporting china clay, cement, um, scrap metal, um, products like that around the UK. Um, but they also come from around Europe as well. Um, so yes, they're not very big ships, but they're still still large enough to be able to, you know, obviously. Um, have six or seven members of crew on board yeah it always surprises me when i talk to you guys and you're like oh there's six or seven crew members on this ginormous ship but again yes. it's my ignorance for not knowing anything about ships did yeah. they is that a new thing did they used to do you know i don't, I don't know if you know your maritime history but did, they, did yeah. they have like 40 at some point and now they're like less 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 Definitely, yes. Yeah. So things have changed over the years. Um, a lot of the um, seafarers sort of at the beginning of the century were um, from the UK. Um, and then obviously things changed with um, uh, technology and um, being able to recruit people. And they changed to um, um, recruiting seafarers from developing countries. And obviously, they were also cheaper to employ. Uh, and that's how it's remained, really. So there are very minimum amount of um, crew members, and they all work <laughs> extremely hard um, because there are so few um, to, to keep things ticking over. So Stella Maris, so we you just said that a lot of maritime f- was from the UK and Stella Maris, yeah. was it, am I correct, it was started in the UK? It started in Glasgow. Oh, that St- is the UK. <laughs> yes, yes, in Scotland with the St. Vincent de Paul Society. And obviously Glasgow is a very big, busy port, it still is. And they decided that something needed to be done to help seafarers when they were coming into port. And at that time, they actually had accommodation for seafarers, named people might remember like Anchor House, um, where seafarers could actually come off because at that time they actually stayed in the port for maybe a week or so. And so they gave them accommodation uh, for them to be able to stay in. Well, of course, things have really changed since then. They don't stay in port at all. They actually come in on the high tide and go out on the high tide. So there's no relaxation. There's no change from their environment of being on board the vessel. Um, So yes, those things have changed, but Glasgow is where um, Stella Maris was born, so to speak, yeah. 
I, I, this is the first time it's clicked that St. Vincent de Paul Society was part of the founding of it. Yes. I love it. Yes. I love it. I love it when the groups work yes. together. And, and they still do work together, which is which is really good as well. You know, St. Vincent de Paul do um, support Stella Maris, particularly in things like um, maybe we, um, you know, collecting clothing or hats and woolly hats, things like that. So we do work closely with um, St. Vincent de Paul as well in different areas of the country. That is very efficient because mm-hmm. I, I, we don't have a port in Cambridge, <laughs> mm-hmm. but our, our St. Vincent de Paul Society is so good at mobilizing yeah. and getting items for people in need. So that use that for the seafarers. That's brilliant. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll claim that for British ingenuity of working <laughs> and being efficient. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. And so it's been around for a hundred years. I, any big highlights for you uh, that's come like... Is it just in the UK or is it around Stella Ireland Mar- as well? Or? Stella Morris is around the world. It's ah. a worldwide charity. Um, we have chaplains in every country just about. Um, and we all... We all talk to each other so we might have a vessel that comes in we're concerned about a seafarer it might be something happening at home it might be you know obviously a personal issue uh, and and we can get in touch we know maybe the going the next stop is going to be um could be well, could be anywhere in the world could be holland could be yeah anywhere so we would get in touch and we would say to the chaplain in the port that they're going to next would you please be able to just go and visit this ship visit this person tell them a little bit about what had what had happened and 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 that is another way that you can work as a team so you know that's a, the links are, are just amazing uh, and and it, it does work I love that you're like their little guardian angels like, or their their aunties that talk to their other aunties in other harbors. That's truly beautiful. And I think that shows how the the human spirit and the church and our faith and mission really can cooperate with uh, the world of business or what, because in my head, the, the owner of the shipping company would be like, all right, I got to make sure everything's working good and where they go check in, check in on them. But th- that's not there. But that's mm-hmm. where Stella Maris has lovingly stepped in. Mm-hmm. But Anne, how did you first get in touch with Stella? Are you a, are you a fisherwoman? Are you do you work? <laughs> is your husband a man on the sea? Is your sons no. on the sea? Where no. did you come from? Nobody in the family. Um, my, we, I used to live in Australia. My family, we, we all lived in Australia. We went over there when the children were small, and we lived in North Queensland. And we lived in a place called a city called Townsville. And Townsville's actually got quite a big port. And um, I used to be in a parish that was next to the port. And often I used to help with preparing for mass and things in the in the, in a centre there next to the port without realising it was anything to do with Stella Maris. Um, but I did sort of watch sort of people going and talking to the seafarers and I thought, oh, well, yeah, this is interesting. We left Australia not long after. We came to live in South Devon. I came to the parish of Our Lady in St. Patrick's in Tynmouth. And it just so happened after a few months that we'd been here, there was a guest speaker at one of the masses. I think it was actually on a sea Sunday um, called Louise Carter. And she was the chaplain for Devon and Cornwall for Stella Morris. And she asked if anyone would like to volunteer. And that was 2003, I think. And I stepped forward as a ship visitor and then later when Louise um, moved on to New Pastures, um, I became the chaplain. So 
it's yeah it's just been a, a work in progress really I love it I love it to be fair I would be like oh, I just want to talk to them about their stories I want to know about their uh, such interesting lives out on sea mm-hmm. and of course then there's the families from all around the world yeah. oh yeah. fascinating yeah. yeah oh so so a sea Sunday what what is a sea Sunday well, Sea Sunday is our big event for Stella Maris. That's when we do um, have a second collection. Uh, but mainly we go into parishes and we talk to people, the congregation, about the work of Stella Maris. And we pray for the seafarers on that day. We pray for the seafarers. We pray for their families. Um, they're far from their loved ones. You know, nine months, sometimes 12 months during COVID. And it, it's it's a, a great um privilege to be able to to help them to support them and we can't do that work unless we have the generous support of volunteers within a parish volunteers who step forward and do ship visiting and the parish itself and and that is really what it's about it's just sort of letting people know that we can't function as a charity unless we have their help and uh, financial support obviously it's really important Exactly, exactly. And in a way, the, the supporting it, not only the there in the port, but then in Holland and then in all these other Stella Marses yes, in the world. Yes, yes exactly. Yeah. Beautiful. Now, Anne, um, I can see you, but I mean, others can't. You, you don't have you don't look like a sister, Anne, or I mean, but you're a chaplain. How did you come? How did you become a chaplain? And do you have to be an or I guess you don't have to be an ordained person to be a chaplain? No, I'm a lay chaplain. Um, I'm not quite sure, to tell you the truth. I suppose, <laughs> <laughs> I suppose you have to have um, you have to have faith, and I suppose you are practicing your faith. And um, yeah, I suppose I was born born a Catholic, but Catholic from <laughs> from birth to the grave. And yeah, I think that's just um, something that in your life maybe you realize that maybe if you can have a ministry in your life and you're able to fulfill that then to to do your best to follow that again with support of of the um charity um who can help you with um you know study and and things like that so yes it's it's been a a lovely a lovely journey i love it i think so, so I know you, I know uh, Father John Lavers, and I know Julian, and all of the chaplains all seem like people that are very good at listening and mm-hmm. very good at going out. In today's gospel, it's very weird, Anne. <laughs> no, it's providence, it's providence. In today's gospel from Matthew, it's where Jesus is instructing his 12 apostles to go proclaim the kingdom of heaven, cure the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out devils, and bring peace wherever you may go. And that is, listeners, every Stella Mars person uh, from Martin Freeman, from all of them, are always these peaceful Amazing listeners. And Anne, you seem to be fitting that bill perfectly. <laughs> I hope so. What was, the tri- uh, what was the process like to become? So say someone's, uh, oh, so when you heard Louise talk about, oh, we need mm-hmm. some help, volunteers. What, mm-hmm. did, what was the process like to become? Did you have to go take a, a week out at sea? Did you <laughs> get an adventure? Like, what was it like to become a volunteer and then a chaplain? 
Yeah, so I didn't actually have to go out to sea, you're quite right, but actually having lived around ports for most of my life in Australia and here, I did have a, a good idea of how sort of ports function, I suppose. Um, yes, there is a course that you have to do. You have to do a ship visitor welfare course, um, and that's something that every ship visitor has to do. It's very important, obviously, that um, we are aware of the uh, safety aspects of when you're on the port because they're very busy, uh, quite dangerous um, work places and obviously you've got to be mindful of other people around you and you don't want to cause any accidents and you don't want to harm yourself either so that's all um, explained to you that's taught to you um, you do um, a, a, a written sort of exam which is um, like multiple choice so that um, the, the the authorities, when I say authorities, I mean Stella Maris and uh, other maritime charities like uh, the Merchant Navy Welfare Board, um, that they um, also um, are happy that you're going to be safe when you're when you're out on the port and when you're working in that environment. Brilliant. So they give you support as well as so you're supporting and they give you support as well. Yeah. What was um? So let's look back. At when you first speak, you like you get your chaplain badge, a hat, maybe a little medal. <laughs> Not a medal, but like a little badge. Um, what uh, what were some of the first seafarers? What were some of the first experiences that you had? Um, well, I was very fortunate when I was um, first appointed a chaplain. I worked very closely with a, a wonderful a couple of ship visitors, but a one experienced ship visitor that um, was very, very loyal, and we became great friends, and we still are. And um, both of us worked together for many years, and it we're very lucky in Tinnath because we have a, um, a Stellamara seafarers room, and we were able to bring that room to life, if you like, make sure that there was toiletries in there, make sure there was clothes for the men, make sure there was Wi-Fi, make sure there was somewhere they could sit down and relax. And I think that's one of my first abiding memories of it, sort of being not just going out onto the vessel, but watching the men come into the room talking to them about the families they were relaxing they weren't on the vessel anymore and it was just a lovely sort of environment to actually start the chaplaincy in mm. and as I said my great and dear friend and I'm going to say her name Wendy Sword Wendy. we worked closely for a long time and um yes it was it was very fulfilling very very happy satisfying times yeah I love it. See, this I could do. This I could help with making cushions and teas and, and just sitting and listening. That I can do. Are there, it sounds like a beautiful, place. I'm just going to leave and become a chaplain now. Are there any hard, hard bits, I guess? Are there, what's the difficulties? Yes, for sure there are, yes. I mean, it's not a sunny day every day. You know, you go onto the port, it's raining, it's cold, and you see the men and they maybe sometimes quite despondent as well. So there's sad things that have happened, things that have broken down marriages, people in the family that have died who are seriously ill, um, and they're not able maybe to break the contract or just take time to be able to go over to the families and be with them. So you do get lots of sadness as well. But the great thing is that we can be there to help to support them through that. And because they're only in the port a short time, we can be there with them for that short time. But we know, again, as I said, we've got other chaplains in other ports. We work as a team. We get in touch with them and say, that please go and see... Um, 
um, this seafarer that they're going through a tough time. And so it's just, yeah, it's really, um, yeah, it's, it's it's sad times, but also happy times. You find um, seafarers who just had a baby, the wife had just given birth, and they come on and they show you the phone and they show you the picture, and you know, and it's so lovely to actually be included in that beautiful time that that they are experiencing as well so there are lots of highs and lots of lows what a blessing what a blessing mm-hmm. you to them and then you do experience that with them as well oh has has brexit been what's is that affected your ports much I think not re- not really. We haven't seen it as such because really we're not to do with what comes in the port and goes out. I mean, we hear from various um, um, agencies that, that look after the port that maybe it's difficult, that you people can't get access. But actually, as far as the ports in Plymouth and Tynmouth are co- concerned, it's nothing appears to have changed. So that's been a blessing as well so far. Excellent. And then your other challenge last year and still going on to this year is the pandemic. Did uh, what I know in Julian uh, Felix Stowe, he wasn't even allowed on to to help on the ships. What was it like in Plymouth and Tynmouth? Yes, very similar. Um, We weren't able to go on ships obviously because they were a closed sort of family bubble if you like uh, and they didn't want anyone going on that could actually be carrying COVID and that was before we had the lateral flow tests and the vaccinations so that was a challenging time we 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 when we weren't in lockdown and we were able to go on the ports in between those lockdown um, times we did meet um, seafarers that were having such a challenging time. I remember meeting a, a young man, a young man from the Philippines, who was talking, and he I couldn't go on the vessel. I had to stand, obviously, on the gangway and with my mask. And um, and he was saying how his mom had died, and he'd only found out two weeks ago he'd been told, mm. and um, how he was grieving really. And there was a a seafarer, his colleague, not very far from him. And he was obviously, he could hear some of this conversation. And this other seafarer came over to him and said, I, I didn't know. I'm really sorry. He hadn't actually shared that oh. with his colleague. And, you know, they're carrying sometimes such a such a burden. And it certainly was a challenging time for all seafarers. Uh, and it still is to a certain degree um, because our ministry is actually going on board the vessel. It's actually being part of the vessel, if you like. We go, if we're invited by the captain, we go on board. We sit down in the mess and we might have a cup of tea. We might go on vessels where they offer us meals. And we're just there to listen and and have a presence. But this time during COVID, it's been a presence from a little bit of a distance with a mask on. And that has been very frustrating for everyone. I think particularly seafarers. I yeah. completely understand. Oh, dear me, dear me. Uh, we do know, so you go on, when you can, you go on to the vessel. What is, uh, this is this is my favourite question to ask Julian. <laughs> what, what are some of the usual items that are requested by the seafarers? And what are some of the unusual items you've had requests for? 
Um, I think the most usual usually are um, obviously phone cards. You know, if they haven't got Wi-Fi on the vessel, if they haven't got access to Wi-Fi on the port, uh, then they need top-ups. They need phone cards, and that's that's what we provide. Um, it's sometimes that can be difficult because they're only in port for a short time, so you have to know where your nearest shop is, where you can run down and get them a top-up and come back again. Um, but we've got those all pinpointed, so we're okay with those. Um, and yes, mainly that's mainly what they ask for. They don't ask for very much. That's just it. They don't ask for very much, really. Um, unusual items, I suppose, maybe um, we get some Russian seafarers in Tynmouth, uh, and they always like to know where the fish and chip shop is. So Aww. that's... Uh, <laughs> We can point them in the right direction there. Oh, nice, nice. Uh, Julian shared with us McDonald's uh-huh, <laughs> is, is, uh-huh. A, is a request. Yeah, yeah. And um, hey, I think I, don't, I think it was Father John Lavers that uh, shared with us that uh, beanies for the heads, uh, woolly caps. Oh, yeah. And yeah. The, I think yeah. one of the parishes somewhere had done a, uh, a fundraiser, the knitting group, made a whole bunch of beanies for yes. the Stella yeah. Maris group to give to their... I I must say the knitters, they are amazing. And certainly during lockdown, I have a cupboard with boxes and boxes of hats in. And they're beautiful. And they're matching gloves, fingerless gloves, and snoods, and balaclavas. And it is really... And people think woolen hats for seafarers, but actually they really appreciate them, particularly in the wintertime. And you never very rarely see a seafarer without a woolly hat on underneath the helmet. So, you know, it's their essential piece of clothing, really. And really you know, to thank all the knitters. There's so many out there that just donate so many hats to us, which is, is amazing and wonderful. I love I it. I think they're the unsung heroes, actually, the knitters. I think so, because you there's so many, they're in the hospitals, they're everywhere. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Everywhere. Knitters, well done. Bravo to you as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, what would you, what are you, are you going to be speaking at a parish this Sunday? I am. I'm going to be speaking at my local parish, which is Our Lady in St. Patrick's in Tynmouth. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, when it's, uh, so it's the 101st year, something like that. Is there going to be, yeah. uh, it had to be cancelled last year, the big celebrations. Yeah. Yeah. And that meant last year for Stella Maris personally, like it was a hard time for the seafarers, but it was also not, in the same way, but a hard year for Stella Morris as well, because usually your fundraisers are, are big events and there's face to face. And so it's been a hard year last year. So would you find, do you guys, are you looking at this Sea Sunday as a way to reinvigorate uh, your benefactor, your, your yeah. fundraisers? Yes, I, I, we are, but we also are very mindful again of, People have been through an awful lot during COVID. And, you know, there's challenges for everyone to do with their financial situation. And, you know, we're always, always amazed by people's generosity. And even last year when things were pretty bad, people were so generous. And, you know, as I say, we cannot do our job. We really can't. I've just experienced looking after some fishermen, some migrant fishermen who were desperate coming off this vessel. And we supported them and helped them. And we wouldn't have been able to do that. We wouldn't have been able to give them accommodation or clothing or any of those things unless we had the support of our um, 
do donors. There is no way we could do that. So, you know, we really do thank everyone who donates, even if it's just two pounds, a pound, whatever. It doesn't matter. It just means so much to, to seafarers. It really does. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, and do you know if people want to learn more about Stella Morris, is there a website they can visit? What, what can they, how can they get to know more? Yes, they can go on to Stella Morris website, which is www.stellamaris.org.uk. And if they want to donate, they can actually use that website and it's a forward slash after UK and then donate. Excellent. Or other people, another easier way is to text. So you can actually text and the number is 70460 and you text C and that is a donation of five pounds. And that's really, really, you know, as I say, every little bit helps. And I can actually vouch for that. These men who came off this vessel had nothing. They just came off in their raggedy work clothes. And there's no way I could have gone to the shop and bought them what they needed, a pair of trainers each and, you know, a pair of trousers and a T-shirt, unless we had those donations from people that look after, that have the seafarers there heart as well and donate money to us and the phone cards the phone cards so important just yeah. to have communication yeah. with families yeah that's a link that's a vital link you can imagine can't you not seeing your family well maybe i'm not sure i can imagine actually i just know it must be absolutely awful knowing that the family is is you know so many thousands of miles away and that's just a vital link to them to be able to see the children's face or talk to the wife or yeah it's so important uh if someone is going to a parish and maybe this sunday july 11th no one mentions no one mentions stella maris uh yeah. should should we those listeners listening uh should how would they start something like oh we want to, oh we we want to learn more about stella maris or, or we want a chaplain to come mm -hmm. to our place to talk to us mm -hmm. is there anyone to contact or 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 is on is the website the best place as well to find I think the website is the best place to go and there's a i think there's an email there that you can actually put in and registering your interest in stella maris you can contact us there are phone numbers there please do that just contact a phone number of somebody who is in head office or a chaplain that's in the port near you i've had a contact from someone only a couple of days ago saying i really am learning about stella maris could you please tell me more and we're just more than happy to let them know and actually if they want invite them they can come down to the port as long as it's safe obviously we make sure that's okay not on the port but nearby and we talk about our work and it's just yeah it's it's vital and going into schools and things like that so that children know it's um it's a really vital way to get the, the message across oh that's yeah. perfect Anne. because i was going to say schools there's the next thing on the website they've got these amazing resources for key stage two uh -huh. key stage three and four so that you can actually do work it within your curriculum about uh -huh. learning about one the importance of these seafarers and where yeah. the food comes from where your clothing how it gets transported yes. and then the yeah. people behind it and to yeah. pray to keep them in our prayers so definitely oh the, the website is amazing. There's just so many. There's also a Facebook page. And Anne, I am loving this. There's a couple of you chaplains that like lead um, prayer, uh, prayer, Bible studies and stuff that the uh, seafarers actually watch as well. And yes. so it's oh, such a lovely network. Yeah. 
Yeah. It is. I mean, it, you know, it, it, it is like family, really. Uh, and that's the beauty of it. It's, um, and it's, it's God's work. And it's just really being led by the Holy Spirit and actually, you know, going out there and, and, and just supporting and, and helping people who are in need and are doing an amazing job bringing all those goods to our country. 90% of our goods that we have in this in our just look around your house and you can see how many have been brought in by ship and you know they they are the invisible workers you know you you live in a, in a town or a city and you don't realize that you have all these ships coming in and out with people on who are you know bringing all these goods to us and nobody just nobody takes any notice it's so important that we see them and that we we walk with them and journey with them amen sure. amen Oh, and thank you so much for joining me this morning. Uh, I would say early, but I'm sure <laughs> you're used to getting up early to do stuff out up at the at the port. Uh, could you join me? Could we say a prayer together to finish up the show? Um, can I let you start and then I'll finish off? Okay. Oh, no pressure. Oh, listeners, I did not warn her that I'd ask her to say a prayer. All right, but whenever you're ready, my dear. Okay. So, dear Lord, we ask you today. And over the next few days in particular, leading to Sea Sunday, to give us your strength, your protection, and to help us and everyone who can to care for seafarers from around the world, just making their lives a bit easier and their families' lives. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. And Lord, we ask, we give such great thanks, 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 thanks to all the prisoners at Our Lady in St. Saint, uh, Saint Patrick's Parish. Uh, we thank Louise for inspiring and giving those, planting the seed in, in Anne of becoming a chaplain. We thank Anne, Julian, Father John, all the chaplains and the volunteers that help with Stella Morris and helping around the world, the seafarers looking for comfort, for an open heart to listen to them and for supporting them. Uh, We pray for that young man from the Philippines who is mourning the death of his mother. Well, we pray for Wendy, uh, Anne's friend, the ship visitor, and let her continue to be strong and confident in the work that she does. We pray for all those in the ports of Plymouth and Timoth, that they continue to be safe, hardworking, and continue to spread that love of the Lord to all that come in and out of their ports. And we finish with, uh, I'm going to, f- uh, is there a Stella Morris prayer? I was looking for it. I couldn't find one. Ah, let's say this. Oh, 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 do you have it? Do you have it? Let me have it in front of me. Sorry about that. No, it's all right. I'm the, I thought I was looking for it. I couldn't find it. I'm afraid I don't know it off my heart. That's all right. Jesus, well, Jesus loves the part of my prayer when I'm like, I can't figure out. This well, I've got it. I've got it. Shall oh, I she's got it. Yes, yes, please. Yes, please. <laughs> oh, Mary, star of the sea, light of every ocean, guide seafarers across all dark and stormy seas that they may reach the haven of peace and light prepared in him who calmed the sea. As we set forth upon the oceans of the world and cross the deserts of our time, show us, O Mary, the fruit of your womb, for without your Son we are lost. 
pray that we will never fail on life's journey, that in heart and mind, word and deed, in days of turmoil and in days of calm, we will always look to Christ and say, Who is this that even wind and sea obey him? Our Lady of Peace, pray for, pray us. for us. Bright star of the sea, guide pray. us. Amen. Amen. Oh, thank you so much, Anne, for joining me. Uh, this will be uh, this episode will be available as a podcast on our blog page and on our Facebook page. So please do share this lovely testimony from Anne. And we look forward to celebrating Sea Sunday with you, Anne. Thank you. Thanks very much. Thank you. God bless. Thank you. Bye bye.